So a question we can try to explore a little bit might go something roughly along the lines of does human development, does the growth of the human personality, of the human character, of the human mind, does uh, 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 are tremendous efforts to uh, move a, a child from uh, childhood to real genuine adulthood and not physical adulthood and mental and emotional childhood are such efforts worth it for their own sake or are they only worth something in subservience to some particular transactional objective meaning one view would have it that the primary point and purpose of a, a, a human life or at least of a homo sapien life is to contribute to something uh, 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 concrete and obvious. For example, I can be a member of society and I can uh, work a job and I can have an economic impact. I can build something. I can run something. I can construct something. I can um, uh, contribute to other people coming around, such as by having a family uh, uh, for those purposes. I can uh, farm some food. Right, uh, I can invent something, something like this. This is my purpose. I can uh, help fight a war. Right, be part of a campaign. Uh, I can uh, vote uh, for somebody and be a member of uh, the political kind of um, uh, 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 have a political capacity as a citizen. I can be a citizen of a nation. This is my primary worth. That's one perspective, and from this point of view. And also under that point of view, we can throw in just the general uh, notion that uh, success, what else can we say? I want to be successful, right? Success means to uh, kind of uh, advance oneself along a, a given uh, path relevant to the uh, milieu and to the uh, social norms pertinent at this time and in this place. For example, uh, here in ancient Rome, success would be something like uh, uh, making it to the Senate, becoming a powerful orator like Cicero. Ancient Greece, uh, it can mean something along those same lines. Uh, it can mean rising uh, in the ranks uh, of society. Ancient China, ancient India, what's called ancient, obviously to them, it wasn't ancient. Uh, nowadays, success can mean uh, uh, kind of uh, in this financial uh, area. Right, and the, in this financial market, it can mean rising uh, up the hierarchy of a corporation. It can mean uh, being a mover and shaker with uh, ideas or products or goods or services, having my own business, something like this. Also, so consequently, again, whatever such view we take, any view or excuse me, any real purpose and point of human development is to facilitate such objectives so that I can be successful in this in such ways, I can contribute in such ways. So education, what's the point of education? To enable me to, for example, earn more money. What's the point of uh, having character? Maybe uh, what most people would consider to be character. Being uh, polite, being on time, something like this. Being courteous. What's the point? The point is uh, it can help you get a job. It can help you keep a job. Uh, it's be socialized, right? What's the point of uh, uh, trying to expand one's mind, read, knowledge, this and that? It's uh, in order to, again, uh, increase one's economic uh, uh, potential uh, value. What's the point of 
uh, working on or do, being kind, uh, giving to charity. Well, it's part of success. A successful person gives to charity. What am I selfish? What am I greedy? No, I give to charity. Just part part of the package, part of the picture. So is a contrary view to that at all defendable or not? So to really uh, try to present a remotely exhaustive kind of picture of how uh, these sorts of views uh, have developed and what are the uh, uh, unconscious presuppositions can take far more time than <laughs> most of us would be willing to spend on the question. But some pertinent uh, things that come to mind uh, include, for example, uh, the slow but steady uh, movement uh, away from, uh, let's say, the medieval uh, view, uh, uh, con- which was concerned uh, primarily with uh, the points and purposes of uh, uh, phenomenon uh, toward the uh, contemporary view, which would have it that uh, uh, kind of reincarnating some ideas from ancient times that primary uh, the primary reality is consistent just out of matter and its motion, right? In, in ancient uh, uh, Greece, for one, some thinkers came up with that idea. Everything is, is made up out of atoms and uh, everything can be explained in terms of uh, just the movement and the swirl of these atoms. These ideas have been uh, uh, resuscitated in the past few centuries and now they've uh, somehow percolated the world over. And with the uh, spread of, uh, let's say, um, the, the, the West, the Western uh, tradition right, through uh, say e- economic uh, uh, means globalism whatever the the narrative would be uh, this is a view that is is uh, very uh, prevalent now right that reality is mechanical also uh, a view that kind of uh, it's developed a few centuries ago and, and somehow it's now it seems to be something along the, those lines is, is taught in textbooks the world over. Reality consists out of atoms and it consists out of moving objects and a person is simply a, co- a, a combination of different atoms that somehow came together, right? And uh, the, the cold, dark universe does not give one hoot about uh, your eye or what we want or, or our true good or anything like that. So uh, within this paradigm, which can be so... Um, uh, kind of uh, inculcated in us that it's not conscious, it's just, uh, it's reality. This is how we view things, right? Uh, uh, what can be my pr- uh, point and purpose? What uh, uh, value can I have other than as another material object, just uh, some something uh, to contribute to some kind of goal, maybe the, the highest goal of society, the progress of society, right? Uh, we're going to uh, have great medicine and we're going to have great um, educational systems and everything is going to be clean and modern. Everybody's going to have food one day, the world over. Everybody's going to have water and health care and all these things. Uh, that, that's about it. What else do we want? We'll be able to enjoy ourselves. You know, go to the concert whenever we want. Go to put on the goggles and, and uh, live in a virtual reality world. Uh, right? Uh, spend more time on social media. Uh, what else? Whatever, like just stuff, you know, watch TV, uh, new shows or whatever technology they'll have in the future. Maybe it'll be some kind of hologram, some kind of all immersive reality, whatever, robots, right? Uh, Maybe we'll go to a different planet. Uh, We're going to colonize the stars, quote unquote. We're going to, or at least Mars, at least some of the other planets, uh, uh, everything is going to be roboticized. Hopefully the robots don't take over. 
uh, right? And, and, and that's going to be life, like in some of these futuristic sci-fi <laughs> films. So that's one perspective, but uh, we can kind of by uh, thinking a little bit about the history of thought and, and about how we came to such views, we can see that Sure or not, uh, these are simply uh, ideas in our head. The, the, this is simply our imagination and things that we are fantasizing about. Whether it is uh, uh, the, the fantasy that everything is made up out of little tiny dots that randomly have come together by accident, or it is the fantasy of visualizing a future with flying cars and, and robots, which is not to say it can't happen, but it is just something we're visualizing. Or it's visualizing a globe and visualizing a timeline and saying this is reality. The earth and, and, and history. Hey, this is just stuff in our head. And, and these kinds of uh, uh, all-encompassing paradigms, they circulate, right? The medieval mind uh, had a very different vision of reality, which also was unconscious far as it seemed for most people. Even something such as, uh, as it's been called, from the closed world to the infinite universe, the uh, implicit um, intuition of many people seem to be that uh, the heavens were closed off, right? Maybe there's a dome, the stars are in the dome, something like this, versus after, say, uh, uh, Copernicus and, and uh, Galileo and Newton, there's a different uh, uh, visualization that we have that it's an infinite universe, it's an infinite open void. The, both of these things are visualizations, right? Uh, we would say that uh, a poignant point to make is that observations are so-called theory-laden, right? We can't just uh, observe and immediately go to the models and hypotheses that we have. The point has been made that, say, the model of uh, the ancient astronomical model, uh, which was very different from that which, which followed the Copernican Revolution, this and that, it can technically be just the sound, right? Because the, the idea is to save the appearances. We have certain appearances, then we construct models. The appearances in themselves can never uh, definitively prove or lead to any given model. Perhaps an infinite amount of models can be built with the same appearances, right? So this entire conception uh, that, that we now have, which differs from, say, the medieval conception, which would we wouldn't say is any more true or false than the one we have now, but it's just a, 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 a bunch of uh, kind of constructs, to put it very generally, uh, a bunch of theories, uh, uh, a bunch of conventions, uh, a bunch of uh, uh, ideas, this and that. So we would say that real kind of uh, thought, real philosophy is unconcerned or minimally concerned with any given present ruling uh, uh, paradigm uh, within which uh, kind of uh, the untutored mind uh, functions. Right now, I'm in ancient Greece. I have to think this is reality. Now I'm in medieval times. This is reality. I'm in modern times. This is reality. There's a method to uh, uh, trying to analyze experience, to trying to comprehend um, uh, pertinent realities or realities pertinent to human nature, timeless truths, this and that. Right? And, and the great thinkers throughout the times, whether of ancient Greece or whether of medieval times or of ancient India for that matter, but maybe of ancient China, right, uh, have a very different vision of the world than that which circulates on a, almost a rotating basis. A couple hundred years it's going to be this, a couple hundred years it's going to be that, and so forth and so on. So what is that vision? And especially as it concerns kind of uh, the question that we asked which is, does human development have a point for its own sake? 
um, <laughs> probably not so easy to say what what is that vision, as in one or two lines, but a theme that um, comes up again and again in real thought, in real philosophy, in real kind of uh, understanding, seems to be that uh, the development of the potential human being is all important. Right? It is absolutely consequential and absolutely can be defended as having value for its own sake and not for any transactional point. But how can we really defend that view in light of the purported facts of reality? I'm just a little speck. Big universe, doesn't matter, this and that. So again, we can, to make a long story short, um, there's a difference between a subject and an object. As an object, sure, I'm a speck, right? Big stars, big uh, uh, open areas, the mountains. But as a subject, I am the one to whom these appearances come across. To quickly get the point, we can close our eyes and visualize things. Who's the one visualizing me? A subject. Even if I visualize a mountain, the mountain is not more real than me. I fall asleep. I have a very complicated dream. None of the content in the dream is more real than me, the dreamer. Life is not a dream. Life is reality. It would have no meaning to say that life is a dream. But just to get the point from a, so to speak, epistemic perspective, meaning from a point of view of knowledge, uh, uh, apprehend who is the subject and who is the object. Um, the, my fingers are not the subject. My fingers don't experience anything in and of their own self. Um, my face is not the subject. What I see in the mirror is not the subject. Um, my brain is not the subject. Right, my liver is not the subject. My kidneys are not the subject. None of the different things that come out, uh, in or go into and come out of my body—that's not the subject. I'm, I'm the subject. What am I? Who knows? It can't be described in terms of objects, but I can get to know myself and see that I exist, and the proof is in the pudding. So none of the objects that I can experience undermine me one bit. Right? I can uh, grow to think of them. As appearances, real, absolutely, reality for sure, right? but nonetheless, uh, not as real as uh, am, as is the subject, right? Now we have to, uh, in case that leads to infinite vanity, we have to remember that my self-concept is not the subject. My uh, social security number, if my nation has one, is not the subject. My self-image is not the subject, right? All of those are objects also. So uh, thinking about the difference between a subject and an object should not, if it's done correctly, lead to any vanity at all. Because whatever it is that would have vanity, my psychophysiological persona, that's also an object. Right? Just like anything else. It's not uh, uh, too much of anything. But anyhow, if I think of myself as a subject, and, and then we can say, okay, so why does human development then matter if I'm a subject and everything else, then we say that the uh, what I think myself to be. I'm just an object to myself as subject that really doesn't matter. Again, just to make the point with an analogy, not to say it's like that. I fall asleep. I dream that I am Joe Schmo or Jane Doe. Who cares about the human development of Joe Schmo or Jane Doe? They're not really that real, right? They're just appearances of mine in the dream. We're not saying life's a dream. We're not saying we're dreaming that. None of that nonsense. Just to get the point from a knowledge, uh, a logical point of view. Right, if I'm not really the the object, um, but I'm a subject, why does my human development matter? So here we can say that um, my uh, uh, human development is the regulator of the good that I can conceive. Good luck having a, a baby come to know him or herself as a subject 
freeing him or herself from uh, the, the so-called causal uh, necessity of nature, attaining to some real inner goodness, good luck. It's never going to happen because the development is absent. So we say consequently that whatever that dichotomy might be, technically speaking, between the subject and the object, if I do not work on myself as a human being in the most genuine and sincere way, if I do not go from being an unconscious automaton, an unconscious little uh, uh, pigment of nature, pursuing its own selfish ends to a, a truly uh, a self-conscious uh, real individual. If I do not expand my mind from the microscopic proportion to a substantial proportion, if I do not work on reducing my selfishness and self-will and increasing my affinity for and connection for others, if I do not uh, 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 train myself, I uh, train the animal in me, train myself by serving others, by resisting my desires, by working on my character, by working through my different uh, kind of uh, psychological stumbling blocks, my different neuroses and pathologies and fears and anxieties and insanities and vanities. I don't work on becoming a humble, loving, giving individual, except genuinely so. Not uh, developing a self-concept like that and then th thinking that because I should be like that because I'm so great, that's how I am now. Genuinely so. If I don't pursue truth, if I don't try to become an honest person, an upright person, a virtuous person, then whatever may be said about the difference between subject and object to salvage my dignity, lest I say, you know, I'm just a little speck in the universe, who cares? No, I, 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 we can still salvage our dignity and yet my experience of reality will be commensurate to my development and there doesn't seem to be a way to get out of that. There's no cheat code like in a video game. Boom, boom, boom. I'm already perfected. No. Only by slowly, steadily engaging ourselves in the field, in the arena of truth and reality, can we hope to salvage ourselves from, again, the alienation of unconscious natural life, right? which is not again to say, oh, I don't matter because the universe is so big. <laughs> I don't matter maybe in this way because I'm alienated, because I'm alienated from myself and from truth and from reality and because I'm selfish and self-willed and delusional and illusional, if that's a word. That's why. Not because uh, the mountain is so big and the star is so far away. No, right? So anyhow, if I don't do that, I don't really work to develop myself as a human being. I'm screwed, pardon the language. Whatever I may accomplish externally, it's never really going to help me, right? Just like a, a, a horse winning multiple championships, it'll still be a horse. It's not going to really be anything but a horse and enjoy any higher good. I have to go from animal to human being. I have to go from uh, an acorn to the process of growing into an oak tree, right? From a little bud to a flower, from a little caterpillar to a butterfly. There's no getting around it. So we would say, and further we see, uh, if I cognize myself as a subject, I'm not just one out of many. Right? All of reality is an appearance to me. I grant that the same is so from other point of views. And yet it's so equally for each and every one. Every person is, technically speaking, far as it seems, a complete whole. Any given person, everybody else, goodness forbid, so many times disappeared. Only I'm left, whoever I am, while well, I still exist as much as anybody else. I'm still a complete world, to so say. I'm still a complete whole. 
right? So uh, whether I sink or swim is rely it is dependent on my ethical efforts, <laughs> and it's not the the same thing as it concerns myself as object, right? I'm going to put forth some effort. Maybe somebody will hire me. Maybe somebody will give me a compliment. Maybe somebody will like my image on the social media. No, my my real self as subject, it's commensurate to the real sincere efforts that I put in, and they those efforts absolutely, needless to say, count in in indefinitely uh, so, infinitely so. We can say what what else is supposed to count, right? Why don't I say? Oh no, I I don't I don't matter. You know everything else matters, but me. Okay, go in a coma, have fun, right? <laughs> Lose my marbles, have fun. Be in a deep, dark depression. Have fun. I, I don't matter. No, no, no. Don't don't look at me. So I matter, but in a different way than I think that I matter. I, I, I think that I matter from the point of view of selfishness and self-will in the way that a, a pig or a donkey or a horse might think it matters. Or an insect might think it matters. A frog, right? A, a, a cat, somebody like that. Oh, the, all of reality has to circulate around me and my impulses. I don't matter like that. I'm just an animal like that, but as a subject, as a potential human being, as somebody that could be somebody that can enjoy real good, right? that can really be uh, uh, um, uh, kind of uh, connected with truth and with reality, I certainly matter, right? I should know that, no question about it. And each and every ounce of effort that I pour into my real existence and my real life and not just what I imagine... Is, is, is priceless, quite literally, right? So I should have the motivation to do just that and spare no pains and spare no efforts with my own development, if at all possible, and, and certainly that of my children and, and anybody that I care about and whose development I am in part responsible for, all right? So we can think about it. Thank you for listening.